What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the show, is my new dog a chupacabra? And did Methuselah live 969 years? There is a connection there. I think, I promise. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to explain, but let's let's start with the dog, okay? Is my new dog a chupacabra? Well, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm also kind of not. Um, and uh, this is a very odd way of addressing the, the subject of the chupacabra, but let me just start there. And I'm going to tell you soon how you can go uh, to my website and see some pictures of this dog and you can make up your own mind. All right. The Chupacabra originated in Puerto Rico. The first time there was a, a sighting there that was described as a Chupacabra sighting was in 1995. And as you know, I have spent lots of time in Puerto Rico. I lived there for many years. And if you just go right now to the Wikipedia page, for example, and you look up chupacabra. Well, it's a Spanish term, and it literally means goat sucker. And uh, it says here, this is a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of the Americas with the first purported sightings in Puerto Rico in 1995. The name comes from the animal's reported vampirism. The chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats, uh, physical descriptions of the creature may vary. Some describe it as reptilian and alien-like, such as in Puerto Rico. Uh, 
generally as a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a, a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. And others depict it more dog-like, particularly in southwestern United States. And what's interesting, though, I must say, is that this whole chupacabra thing, it, it began with a woman who was living outside of San Juan, who, best I recall, she in 1995, she looked out her kitchen window one day and she saw this creature standing there that was like four feet tall with big black eyes, bipedal, upright, with spines running down its back. And I mean, uh, a little reptilian. And this made the news because she called the cops and then other people started having these similar types of sightings. And there was a comedian who first started making fun about uh, fun of this. And he was the one who called it, oh, the goat sucker, the chupacabra. That's where that came from. But I do need to to pause to say that even though we're talking about that incident in 1995, there was another incident that happened long before that uh, in Mocha in Puerto Rico. And this is an incident known as the Vampire of Mocha. Uh, this started in 1975, 20 years before, for about six months. Uh, animals in this little area called Mocha, spelled M-O-C-A. Now, this is out in a very rural part of uh, the, the the southwestern part of the island. Um was being plagued by a similar creature running around and sucking animal blood. And in fact, if you go to YouTube and I should have prepared better for this because, uh, I just now realized like, Oh yeah, I should tell you about the vampire of Mocha. If you're interested. Okay. If you type in my name, Joshua P Warren and the vampire of Mocha, you will actually see me conduct an interview with, uh, an elderly man who lived through that, uh, vampire of mocha experience. And, um, he told me this story about what happened on his own farm. And I mean, it was really fantastic that I was able to, to document this for historic posterity. So anyway, okay. Again, we're talking about the idea that sometimes the chupacabra is like this alien looking thing. Sometimes it even has some little wings. Uh, at very least, it might fly off into the sky. I talked to one man in Puerto Rico who told me that he came from a really small village and that his, oh, I guess it was his grandfather told him that one time, this would have been like probably back in the 1940s or something, a long time ago, uh, that there was uh, one of these flaps where goats and other livestock were being drained of blood. And so they put up a trap, a big metal trap with uh a goat inside is bait. And in the middle of the night, then uh, this trap looked was like a big metal box, you know? And so in the middle of the night, sure enough, the trap was sprung and they heard this terrible ruckus inside. And, uh, the, the, the traps rocking back and forth and the goat screaming and everything. And so, uh, they, they poise their, their rifles <laughs> and, uh, very sheepishly opened this trap. And there was the goat lying there, dead with his blood drain, but nothing else. So it was almost like this creature had teleported from inside this trap somewhere else. Okay, so we're talking about a very weird alien interdimensional type thing. Then, on the other hand, 
like the Wikipedia article says, you have this terminology applied to this other kind of varmint that it looks like some kind of, you know, hunched little dog with fangs and long claws and all that that's running around, uh, well, New Mexico and Arizona and Texas and, you know, parts of Nevada, et cetera. Um, and they find these things running around at the same time. Also, there are plenty of, um, of animals being discovered with their blood drained. So I think it's two separate things. Uh, but you know, the name just kind of switched over from one to the other. All right. So bearing that in mind, my wife is such a dog lover that she should be uh, a professional dog expert of some kind. Okay. You can't stump her when it comes to dog trivia. Uh, and now I, my whole life always, uh, had a dog in one way or another. And so did she. Up until the past five years here in uh, when we first came to Vegas, we were living in a condo and it just wasn't that conducive to having a dog. So now that we have this new house and all this space, I knew it was just a matter of time before we got the dog thing going on again. And we don't have any children, you see. So and we're both still in our 40s. And so um, (laughs) so she's she's always looking at these, you know dog sites right you know like and she came to me last week and said "Ooh, check this out uh we we love to rescue dogs we've gotten a lot of rescue dogs over the years and our last rescue dog was a, a little chihuahua named boo and she's just the cutest most intelligent little chihuahua i've ever met and she's actually still alive um, we had to leave her in Puerto Rico when we moved Puerto Rico because she had some terrible health problems. Uh, she had, uh, she's got heart disease. And so, um, we didn't think she was going to make it very long. And a lady who works for the vet there, uh, named Jasmine said that she would adopt her and take care of her and make sure that Boo had access to the latest medical technology and, that was a wise decision because Boo is, she's old, but she's alive and Jasmine's taking care of her. And, you know, I send them money and that sort of thing. So we have experience with Chihuahuas. And so Lauren says, Oh, look, I went to the Nevada SPCA, the NSPCA. That's the Nevada Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals website. And you have a lot of big dogs at the NSPCA that are up for adoption, especially a lot of pit bulls for some reason around here. But she goes, look, there are these two female bonded chihuahuas and they're available, but you have to get them as a pair cause they're bonded. And I said, what the bleep are bonded dogs? Now, look, I kind of knew what she was talking about, but, yeah, I figure let's let's hear this explanation for what bonded dogs are. OK, I'm kind of sarcastic. If if you don't know me very well in person, I can be a little sarcastic. So I like to hear people explain things. What are bonded dogs? And so she goes, uh, they're just dogs that uh, they, they, they just need to hang out with each other. OK, and, uh, you know, they. <laughs> and so I'm like, OK, fine. They're bonded. To me, it sounds like, well, 
maybe this is like a two for one dog deal. You know, buy one, get one free. And so I go, all right, let's go look at these uh, these bonded female chihuahuas. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell you what happened next and why I think eh, chupacabra element here. I don't know. Hey, but listen, you know, I bought some new property near Area 51. It's a paranormal hotspot. I'm going to be traveling there this month and I'm going to give you a report. I'm going to give you an update. If you want to know the breaking news, uh, I also have some new products coming out. Very small batches. They'll be gone quickly. You have to do this, okay? Go to JoshuaPWarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. There's a little bank there on the homepage. You put your email address in there. You hit submit, and you will instantly receive an automated email from me that's got links to some free digital gifts that will help bring some good fortune and good luck into your life. There is no period after the P when you go to joshuapwarren.com. And trust me, when I say I've got a busy year planned, I've got some, I got my workshop up and running. I'm coming up with some really cool, crazy stuff soon. All right, my friends, I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be right back. Stay right there. There's more Joshua P. Warren coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
we are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. Coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Yeah, I can be a little sarcastic sometimes. I know my wife, Lauren, is going to be like, yeah, sarcastic, my. That's an understatement. I got to censor myself sometimes on this podcast. Uh, Producer Tom Danheiser says it has to be family-friendly content. (laughs) All right, so let's get back to to the dog situation, all right? So anyway, uh, Lauren says, okay, these two bonded female chihuahuas, They're not puppies. She says one of them is six years old and the other one is 14 years old. And that's pretty old for a dog. In fact, uh, they say that, you know, usually a female chihuahua doesn't live much more than maybe 16 at the most 20 years. So you just have to accept that. But, you know, here's the reality. Because we don't have kids, I kind of like the idea of, of getting two dogs at once so that when Lauren and I are gone, that the dogs can entertain each other. You know, you're not just leaving a dog at the house by by him or herself or whatever. So we go over to the NSPCA and we walk back and we instantly liked them. When we saw them together in their cage, they looked very feisty and, and lively. And so um, we went into the little meet and greet room and they brought them in there. Now, the six-year-old is this sort of slightly rambunctious ginger-colored 
husky, playful, smart, sweet little chihuahua. Okay, perfect little pet. The older one looked weird. Um, she was mainly white, and she was she's real, real skinny. And she, my first impression when I looked at her, she looked like a little white llama because she's got this big, long, kind of chicken-like neck, uh, a lot longer than an ordinary chihuahua. And she has this really arched back and long, thin, spindly fingers and claws and these glassy, black, dead Michael Myers Halloween eyes. And uh, and this little dog comes in, and the first thing it does is take a dump on the floor. And, you know, we live in Vegas, so I told Lauren we should name the dogs after Vegas games and that this dog should be named Craps. You're, oh, here's my dog, Craps. Uh, but you know what? She, she was instantly entertaining to watch. But, you know, a definite mix of cute and creepy. But, you know, 14 years old, so we'll cut her some slack. Well, guess what? We adopted them. We brought them home. And it's never too late to give a dog a new name. As long as you give them some treats, they don't care what you call them. They'll, they'll learn. So we thought for a long time, and here's what we came up with. All right. Uh, the, the, the younger one, the, the more, the ginger colored rambunctious one is named Dolly. And then the other one, the older one, the creepy one is named Llama. So our dogs are Dolly Llama. <laughs> Dolly and Llama. But let's just talk about Llama here. Okay. Now this dog is extremely weird. Never, ever barks. Always just stares with a blank look. And this dog will just sit there and look you in the eyes for 10 minutes. But then all of a sudden, it'll turn aggressive and dominate Dolly. Doesn't actually hurt her. But Llama can be a vicious little creature. All right. And the the comparison between stories of chupacabras in the Southwest and this little dog were kind of undeniable. Like you, it's, it doesn't come across as well in pictures, but you can, when you're around these dogs, you can kind of look at llama and be like, I can kind of see the chupacabra thing going on here that you're talking about, Mr. Warren. And what makes this even more intriguing to me is this. When I was living in Puerto Rico, my friend Ellis, he was very excited. He contacted me one day and he said, you're not going to believe what I have. I have a chupacabra skull. And I said, what are you talking about? This was back in September of 2014. And he, he told me that there had recently been like a, a big flap of chupacabra sightings around this little town called Aguas Buenas. And that just after it ended, some children discovered this odd animal's corpse underneath a house. And everybody who saw this said, yep, this is what, what, what has been doing this. All the, uh, the sightings ended, the, the, the livestock deaths ended, and everybody kind of agreed this was the creature. And so he got the skull from this thing, and, and I bought it, and I put it in my museum. In the, the museum I did have in Asheville, North Carolina, before it got flooded out. It was there for years. And now I've shipped it out here to, it's in storage now in Las Vegas. The funny thing is, and I've never admitted this before, 
when Lauren and I saw this supposed chupacabra skull, we immediately thought it looked very canine. We thought this is some kind of a dog skull. And therefore, you know, I was kind of doing a P.T. Barnum thing with it because I wasn't telling people that I had a chupacabra skull, but I was telling people, well, I have a skull that a lot of people in Puerto Rico believe is a chupacabra skull. What do you think? You know, come to the museum and see it. And but I never I never really got it analyzed or anything because I didn't want to have to admit that, like, yeah, this is probably a dog. I mean, <laughs> it does look weird. It definitely is a, a crazy looking thing. Um, and so I figured, you know what? Now that I'm talking about this, I may as well take a picture uh, of this and, and post it for you. And guess what? I was so uh, secretive. I was so careful about not letting pictures of this skull out. I don't even have one. I've been digging through my files and stuff. I don't even have a picture of this supposed chupacabra skull. That's how much of a shroud I put around this thing. But it's in my, it's in one of my storage units here in Las Vegas. It's buried somewhere. It's on the other side of town. And when I finally get over there and dig it out, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it and I'll show you. And so, you know, that, that'll happen one of these days. But just, you, you see why I, I'm interested in this concept that maybe some of these chupacabra sightings are indeed just dogs. Um, at least here in the American Southwest. There's no way you can say that the original Chupacabra stuff in Puerto Rico was a dog. But they're kind of, the, the two perspectives are bleeding over into each other. And there's a lot of confusion because this is an unknown creature. It's a mystery. All right. Now, if you want to see pictures of Llama, my new, my and Lauren's new creepy little Chihuahua, and there's also a picture of, of Dolly thrown in there, Dolly and Llama. Uh, go to joshuapwarren.com, click the link to my curiosity shop. I don't know how long I'll have this picture up there, and it's the only place to see it. I'm not posting it on social media or whatever. Scroll down the page, and you will find some pictures. And you're going to see, um, and again, pictures don't quite do it justice. I'm looking right now, and one of them you can kind of see, her, her hunchback and you can see those spindly claws that she has and uh, you can see her opening her mouth and she looks kind of kind of savage and then you can see this dead stare in her eyes and I know what's, what's going to happen. You're going to go and you're going to look at this picture and you're going to say, oh, Josh, you're being mean. She's just a little cutie. She's a little sweetie cutie pie. And I know, I know, I know. But I can't help but feel there may be something very deeply dark and nefarious and satanic somewhere within the soul of this dog. I don't know. I, I, I really hate to jump to any conclusions. But let me just say, when, when, I, when I'm walking through my house and she's walking nearby, I just kind of keep my back to the wall. You know what I'm saying? I think I think you can feel me on that. So anyway, here I was sitting there looking at uh looking into her cold black penetrating dead demonic eyes, right? And uh <laughs> I'm I am trying to be funny here, guys, okay? So for those of you who are super duper animal people, like don't be I love this dog, okay? I'm just making some fun about how, you know, she's she's just a little weirdo. Um, but aren't we all? I'm the wizard of weird, so what do you expect? So here I was. I was sitting there, 
and I was I was looking at this dog, and I was thinking this dog is fourteen years old, and she is uh, gonna be dead soon. You know, I mean, she's elderly; she's old. I am forty-five years old. That is so much older than fourteen, and I'm still a fairly young guy, and I'm a giant. I'm looking at her, and I'm a gi- I'm six foot two. I'm 220-some pounds. I got to lose some weight, by the way. And I was looking at her, and I was thinking, isn't this weird that we are made of the same flesh? You know, flesh is flesh, carbon-based organisms. Humans are animals. The difference is our brains have somehow developed this sense of self-awareness and therefore spirituality that these creatures don't have. But we're basically all brothers and sisters here, right? And then I started thinking about this mystery of how, how different creatures age at different rates. And of course, you look at Methuselah. Do you believe that somebody could have actually lived for 969 years like the Bible says? When we come back from this break, I'm going to talk a little bit more about who Methuselah was and whether or not it may seem feasible that that we're so different that somehow there may be circumstances when people can live that long. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I will be back after these important messages. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The four. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. And by the way, if you are there in the curiosity shop at joshuapwarren.com and you're scrolling down to see the picture of these dogs, there's another really cool video clip that you may not have seen before. It's not very long. It's uh, a clip of two UFOs that my friend Steve Barone captured here in the Vegas area. The first one is one of these kind of tic-tac-looking objects that's traveling at a very high rate of speed with a little plume coming off the back. The second one is especially intriguing because he captured what I believe is the only footage of a cloaked triangular craft landing at Nellis Air Force Base. And the only reason you can see this craft is because as it's landing, it has to turn lights on each of its points. And that allows you to, to realize that there's a craft there and then you can see through it, even though the background is a little bit distorted, kind of like a heat mirage or a heat effect. Uh, but this, this is a great example of the type of cloaking technology, like optical cloaking invisibility technology that's being studied and, and used uh, here by the well the US military is that man-made or is it uh, is it from alien tech I don't know but uh, it was legally captured by Steve and you can see for yourself what that looks like on the website there uh, in my curiosity shop really cool to share that with you hey, it says here uh, on the internet bonded pairs are two dogs or cats that have a very close relationship, as the moniker expresses. Well, what is a bonded pair? All pets are capable of forming bonds, either with pets or humans, but bonded pairs of animals have generally grown up together. And we asked the uh, the folks there at the NSPCA why that they were given up, and they said that the owner had become homeless and could not take care of them anymore. So we're very happy to give them a home. And and by the way, it wasn't a two-for-one deal. I did have to pay for both of the dogs. <laughs> what a ripoff. Uh, but no, honestly, I'm, I'm happy to do that because I have actually 
raised money for the NSPCA. Um, I've, I've held events and done charities. So I, I'm happy to give them, uh, as much as I can for what they do. And also, again, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with this topic. I just want you to know, seriously, we love these little chihuahuas and they're actually very well behaved most of the time. And, uh, I mean, like they hardly ever even bark and, they're really calm and they don't beg for food. And I mean, like forgetting dogs that, that like older dogs and you don't know what their background's going to be. I think we really did well. We hit the jackpot here. That does not mean I'm still not going to make fun of llama for being a little demon or something like that. But, but no, they're great and we love them. And so I hope that if you're considering getting a pet, then you will look at adoption options as well. Okay. They're, plenty of them out there that need a good home and you'll be surprised we've adopted a lot of animals over the years and we've always had success we've been very fortunate so here i am sitting there in front of llama thinking about the age difference and you know what's funny is okay i was born in 1976 and uh in 19 actually let me let, let me just start here okay in 1900, in the year 19, it doesn't really sound like that long ago. Okay. Most of us were born in the 1900s. I know not all of us, but probably most of you listening were. In the year 1900, in the United States, the average life expectancy for a man was 46 years old. Can you believe that? 46. And for a woman, it was 48. That's in 1900. When I was born, uh, which was 1976, the average life expectancy for a man was 69 years old. And now the average life expectancy for a man is 77. And that's just since I've been alive. And it's funny how that changes and and you and you start looking at you know like i think fruit flies live 24 hours and you know a dog lives x and and i look back at some of these characters like methuselah in the bible whether or not you believe in the stories of the bible it makes you think there this could be plausible it says here he was a biblical patriarch he had the longest lifespan of all those given in the Bible, dying at 969 years old. According to the book of Genesis, he was the son of Enoch, the father of Lamech, and the grandfather of Noah. Uh, his life is described in various other books, like the book of Enoch. And uh, it says Bible commentators have offered various explanations as to why the book of Genesis describes him as having died at such an advanced age. Some think it could just be mistranslation. Um, but, you know, here's the funny thing. It's like, from what I can tell, they don't really say much in the Bible and in these, these scriptures, they don't really say much about him as a person other than the fact that he just lived a really long time. So I've, I've always thought that was kind of old, but I remember when I was a kid and my dad said, yeah, there's this guy in the Bible who lived 969 years old. To me, that was like blatant proof that these are just fairy tales and like that could never be real. This is all bunk, you know, cl clearly. And now here we are experimenting with 
genetics and stem cells. You know, I was on the way to the airport the other day here in Vegas, and they I passed a billboard, and on the bill on one side of the billboard they had this kind of like uh, picture of a guy, a guy who was sort of hunched over in pain, and they had all these little pinpoints of pain illustrated and on his shoulder and his neck and his back and his knee and he ah and then right uh next to him uh okay so then over top of it it says something like dynamic stem cell blah 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 center you know and then there's another picture of the guy and he looks like superman he's he looks like a million bucks and i thought wow really is are we at that point and apparently from what i've read online you know you can go to one of these stem cell centers and pay like four or five thousand dollars, and they'll if you have a problem area, they'll shoot some stem cells in there, and you're feeling better pretty quickly, and and it starts to uh, work for you. Actually, it continues working for you for like a year. Tony Robbins recently wrote a book where he was going on and on about stem cells. Now, the the, the problem is, you know, not everybody can just walk in and plop down five thousand dollars or more. Um, but it's, it's interesting to think that the technology is there. And have you noticed how many of these very, very rich people, especially people who are involved in politics and some of the things that we might consider a little shady, they just live forever. Don't they nowadays, you know, they just, they really outlive the life expectancy. So fountain of youth, perhaps, but my point is that, you know, stories like those of Methuselah might actually give us some kind of evidence that no matter how unbelievable they seem, that the, the, some of the stories from the Bible, they actually are real, even though they seemed ridiculous, because now we're seeing that this could have been true if ancient aliens, yes, ancient aliens were experimenting with our genes back then so it's i mean it's intriguing isn't it it's definitely intriguing all right i'll keep you updated on the progress of my little chupacabra dog dolly and llama the dolly llamas <laughs> and uh before we take our next break i just want to tell you i i have some really interesting i'm going to keep doing these listener questions for a while i got a question about Oregon. i have a question about whether or not this reality is just a big simulation but while I'm talking about animals, um, you know, we have a swimming pool here at our house. And one of the issues that we faced is that um, it's a beautiful swimming pool. It's got a nice little waterfall and pigeons love it. And so when we first moved into this house, you know, we were, we were like, we go outside and there's pigeons all over the pool. And we're like, oh, well, this is, you know, I don't mind pigeons, but, you know, they're they're not the cleanest animals, right? And we don't want them around our pool. So Lauren and I, we tried everything. We put out a plastic hawk and a plastic owl and a plastic snake. And we, and we could not get rid of these pigeons. And Lauren finally found these little mirrors, these little circular mirrors that you can dangle from trees and stuff in your area. And that seems to frighten most of the pigeons because they move erratically. And these little things that spin in the wind that are silvery, they don't always scare pigeons off. But this is the best thing that we found is these little dangly mirrors that you can hang around. And so uh, I, I was impressed with how well they did. And so Lauren says, you should tell everybody how they can go and get those things on Amazon. And I said, you know what? 
well, why don't I just open up a storefront on Amazon? So when I talk about things like that or other things I've discussed on the show, if you're interested, then you can just go and you can you can look it up. And if you buy something through my Amazon store, uh, all the money goes to charity. All the commissions go to charities like the Red Cross or the Arthritis Foundation or the SPCA. I mean, you, I can mix it up all the time. So if you want to go to my Amazon influencer page and see some of the things that I like, some of my favorite things and some of the things that I talk about on the show, just like this pigeon deterrent thing, um, go to my curiosity shop there at joshuapwarren.com and click the link that says Amazon. And I'll, uh, it's, there's not a lot there right now, but I'll keep updating it. And like I say, all the profits go to charity. You get something cool. I'm helping you because it helped me. Hey, it's kind of a win, 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 right? Okay. Time for our break. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You are listening to strange things on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast AM paranormal podcast network. And I will be right back. Hang on, Josh will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I am still taking your submissions for this book that I'm going to publish sometime in the near future. it's It's a book that has true stories with happy endings, okay? True stories that will make you smile. I'm going to collect all these and it's got to be true. It's got to be short. It must be amazing and it must have a happy ending. And I'm going to put all these together and put out a regular book and an audio book. And it's going to be just one of those things that you can listen to that other people can listen to when they need to cheer up a little bit and, you know, get the right perspective back. So I hope that you will be a part of that. And I'm just going to keep on collecting stories until I feel like I have the creme de la creme to put into this book. If you go to joshuapwarren.com right now, you will see a link at the top where it says click here to submit a story. And I, I hope that you will do that. Okay, let's get to some of your emails, shall we? Uh, this is one from Carrie. And it says, uh, this, okay, this is actually written to Dr. Mulder. This year marks a year and a half since I purchased the Radionics wishing machine. It has done several magical wonders and miracles for me. My only child who has suffered from a general anxiety disorder, behavioral problems and such has done a great improvement and is now slaying the dragon to overcome his anxiety and doing much, much better. Um, I have applied for a better paying position at the university where I currently work. I had been rejected several times, which seriously almost ruined my self-esteem. 
Again, I made a wish through the wishing machine, and shortly after a week, a job was offered to me, and I am so happy where I'm working right now. There are plenty of more great magical things to report about the wishing machine and what it has produced for me. Whenever I encounter a challenge or situation that I could not possibly handle, I make a wish on the machine. Sometimes it takes a quick turnaround to make things happen, sometimes a bit longer, but I know that what I have wished for will come to reality. Isn't that a great email? One, this is, you know, one of these testimonials that keeps us going. Thank you very much for that, Carrie. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to keep happening for you. Uh, here are some of the questions that have been sent to me. This one is from Andy, and he says, Have you ever deeply researched Ormus, a.k.a. as the Philosopher's Stone or White Gold Powder? Okay, so Andy, right off the bat, I think what you're talking about is Organite. And, you know, I actually did last year a whole big presentation about Organ when I did my conference here in Vegas and I recorded that presentation and at some point I'm going to release that. And when I do, I'm going to do a whole big show about Oregon energy because it's, it's a, it's a show that is kind of, it's a complex topic. So I would need to really dig in deep to do a good show about this. But, you know, basically Oregon is this mysterious controversial energy it's not acknowledged by mainstream scientists. It's very similar to chi or ki, and it's a bioenergy that uh, sort of, I think, connects consciousness to the environment and to the atmosphere. For example, if you look at a cloud and you try to bust it, I've talked about this before. You stare at a cloud and you say, "Break up, break up." You're 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 manipulating the organ. Uh, the flow of energy from your mind, your consciousness through your eyes out to that cloud, because, hey, the cloud is mas is, uh, is mainly made up of water and so is your body. So <laughs> there's a lot in common there. You're not that different than the cloud. But um, when you're manipulating Oregon, here's what I found. If you actually create one of these devices, which is called a cloud buster, you take these big copper pipes and you point them up into the sky and you have them connected to what's called an organ accumulator, which is layered organic and inorganic materials. And you have a wire from that that goes into a creek or some natural source of water. And you know how to use that in order to control the weather, which I do, by the way. And I have used that many, many, many times in my life. Um, when you do that, you will find often that after a while, if you go and you look at these copper rods that have been pointing at the sky, there is this white powdery substance that develops on them. And nobody is sure what that is. And my understanding is that is what is the original organite. And unfortunately, that term organite has been misused terribly because there are a lot of people out there who are selling things they call organite and it's not organite. What they are actually selling is a type of organ accumulator. So when somebody sells something that's got like it's, it's made of resin or something non-conductive and it has some metallic particles inside of it, that's not organite. That is a rudimentary form of organ accumulator, which is like a battery that stores up organ and then can release it for various purposes, almost like a capacitor. Organite 
or this sort of white gold powder. Uh, and I don't know that those are the same thing because I know that uh, monatomic uh, gold is something that a lot of people call, you know, white gold powder, which has these anti-gravity properties and all that. That I've heard about that for years. I've never seen proof of any kind of anti-gravity monatomic gold stuff. I mean, there's there are theories that that was used in the Ark of the Covenant so that the Ark of the Covenant was able to levitate and be moved around and on the surface of the earth. My great friend, Jim Mars, the late Jim Mars, he talked about that theory. And there may be something to it. But ultimately, um, I'm going to leave it there for now. And, and try to again clarify what I believe is the difference between organite and organ accumulators. And then in the future, when I really dig into this, I'll give you the whole story. Okay. Um, next question from Sasha. She says, not really a question, but what are your thoughts on how the Bible and ghosts and supernatural things correlate? Well, that's an easy one, Sasha, because to me, there is no more paranormal book than the Bible. The Bible is based entirely upon the concept of a spiritual realm. That's what it's all about. Now, how you take that realm and you interpret it and define it and, you know, organize it and discern it and break it down into different categories and beings and angels and demons and prophets, miracles, I mean, resurrections. You can look at all these different aspects of it. God and gods, it's all about the idea of a spiritual realm. And therefore, uh, I, I always thought it was weird when I was growing up how some people would be like, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm into to the Bible, but I really do not understand this paranormal stuff. This seems, you know, like it could be evil or something like that to me. And so I would always say, you are, you're not looking at this from the appropriate point of view. You're more paranormal than anybody else, probably, that you know if you're really into the Bible because you're accepting the idea of a creator and a good beings and evil beings and these interdimensional interactions and miracles and raising people from the dead and telekinesis and teleportation and all this. So, they go hand in hand. Uh, <laughs> I think that should be pretty clear. Last question I, I'm going to squeeze in here from Gary. He says, if you are familiar with simulation theory, basically, if a creator made this entire universe as a simulation for us to live in and reality is outside here, could miracles, angels, UFOs, Bigfoot, ghosts, and other things be from outside this simulation? They don't fit in here and display things not possible by the physics here, but from the reality outside of this simulation. Well, you know what, Gary? I do believe that this is a giant simulation. Uh, what we do with technology when we create a website, when we create a digital world, is just a model based upon reality. This is a big simulation. But I don't necessarily think that these beings come from outside of the simulation. I think they just come from another layer of the simulation that we haven't been able to fully experience yet. I don't know that there's anything that's actually outside of the simulation, but there are glitches, you know, like the deja vu in the matrix. Uh, but definitely the internet is a representation 
of what reality is. It's a digital representation and it's multi-layered. Uh, the, just like on the internet, you got the dark web. Well, guess what? We, we got the dark web reality simulation here as well, where things are happening behind the scenes and they pop in and out sometimes. And yes, they don't seem to fit our current belief in physics, but eventually we'll catch up when we understand more. All right, my friends, good stuff. Take a deep breath, relax if you can, close your eyes. It is time for you to enjoy the Good Fortune Tone. That's it. For this edition of the show, follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.